This is the Sean Campbell Show, a podcast for the aspiring and hungry entrepreneur. Hey everybody, it's Sean Campbell, the Sean Campbell Show, a podcast by entrepreneurs and for entrepreneurs. And I got a very, very special guest today. Gail Petrillo, how are you? I'm well, thanks Sean. So I'm going to let the audience on this little secret. You're kind of nervous, which I'm... <laughs> it's really nervous. I am nervous. So it's kind of flattering, you know? It's kind of... So one thing, we're, we're talking right before we started recording, and Gail, you know, she's been on a number of podcasts, including the last one, with, which has an international reach. Yes. And I was like, well, I'm not that. And then I didn't really tell you, but I actually got some people in Ireland and in England. Woohoo! Are you even more nervous now? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> the pressure's on. I know. The I pressure's know. on. So I've had the honor. I usually don't uh, reveal this on my podcast, but I've had the honor of working. You're actually a client as well. Yes. So when I have clients, I really don't like, you know, broadcast that at all. But it's been an honor to assist you on your your phenomenal book. Thank you. The response has been tremendous, hasn't it? The response has been amazing. I never set out to write a book. Mm -hmm. And once the book was out, I never assumed it would hit number one on the publisher's list. So it's number one for the fourth week on the publisher's site for ebook and paperback. Wow. Amazing. Wow. Wow. I know. It is. I know. It's exciting. it's exciting. And to be a small little part of that, that's, 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 thank you. Well, thank <laughs> you for working with me. I'm so excited. We've talked for how many years since yeah. I started my own business yeah. Yeah. that we would eventually work together. Of course, we yeah. know so many of the same people. Yeah. So it's a natural fit. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm excited. And that's kind of how it works with me. I mean, I, I, I know a lot of people and eventually, you know, I get to you know, have the honor of assisting on a lot of really cool projects. So yeah. this, don't tell any of my other clients, but this has been one of the coolest ones. Aww. Between you and I, don't tell anybody. We won't tell anybody. <laughs> you didn't hear that, right? You didn't hear that. No. So how did you come you. up with the con? I mean, tell, just tell us about the book. You know? yeah. yeah. So my background is 35 years in healthcare leadership. I've run mm-hmm. large medical center departments, medical practices, mm-hmm all kinds of things here and in Phoenix and back east. Um, What I've never done is share my story. Mm -hmm. Uh, At the age of two and a half, I was scalded with a fresh pot of coffee. Mm -hmm. I was boosting myself up to a table much like this, like a picnic table, using my arms to do it. And there was a fresh baked cookie within sight, Mm -hmm. two and a half, it looked really good, I reached, and I pulled a fresh percolator full of coffee off the table and all over me. Mm -hmm. I had third degree burns on 40% of my tiny little body. I was hospitalized for uh, at least three months, my mother says, at least. Mm -hmm. Um, They weren't sure if I would live or die. That's why I have a sister. Mom took dad by the hand one afternoon and said we have to make a baby Mm -hmm. because Ours may not survive. So I'm fortunate to have an amazing sister. Um, But I had never told my story. My family and I never talked about the accident. As I launched my business, First Impressions, about four years ago, I did so with a fundraising fashion show. Mm -hmm. Both years, the beneficiary was Beads of Courage. Mm -hmm. So I had the opportunity to meet Jean Gribbins, who's local, even though her organization is international. And so year two, she and I are behind stage, and I'm so, Jean, where have you been? And she's usually like, oh, I've been to China, I've been to, you know, wherever. 
And she said, well, I haven't really been far. I've been working with the burn kids at Phoenix Children's Hospital the last three days. And before I could say anything, the MC called me out to the podium. So I went out, and I usually have my script in hand. It's my blankie. I have to have it. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I looked at the audience, and literally tears started rolling down my cheeks. And that surprised me. Mm-hmm. 200 people in the audience... And I said, so I was just backstage talking to Jean, who I'm so excited to bring out in just a couple of minutes for all of you to meet. And she told me she was working with the burn kids at Children's Phoenix. Mm. I wish my family and I had had such support when I was burned at two and a half. 200 people in the audience, the only one who knew my story was my husband. Mm. So you're sitting there, I'm standing there, and you could hear first like a... (gasps) And then dead silence. You could hear a pin drop. And several people in the audience came up to me afterwards. And one was Kathy Bell, who's very well known in town. And Kathy came up and she said, you have a story to tell. I need to know your story. I'm like, no, I don't share it. It was a slip of the tongue. Sorry. And she persisted. And within the next, like, three months or so, we went to lunch a couple times, and little by little, she told me her story and her daughter's story, and she got me to share my story. Mm-hmm. And all along, she kept saying, this is inspirational. You need to share it. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, never going to happen. My sister and I met, uh, flew out to Florida. That So that was November. January, so we're in 2020, just before the pandemic hit. My sister and I flew to Florida to see my mom, and I had prefaced the flight by emailing my mom and just saying, I've been asked to share my story. I'd like to see how you feel about it, because we had never talked about it. Mm -hmm. So my sister, my mom, and I were sitting around the table having a glass of wine the first night, and my mom said, so tell me. And I told her, and she's like, wow, how exciting. Mm -hmm. And I said, mom, you don't have any guilt, you're okay with this, she said, wasn't my fault, just accidents happen, you know, and that's my mom. Yeah. Woman of steel in a good way. She's just amazing. Um, and so that was sort of the beginning. I've never written anything other than policies and procedures. And I went home and I said to my husband, who is a professional journalist and publisher, author, I said, how do I write? And he said, sit down at the computer and just type. Don't edit. Don't identify chapter one, chapter three, chapter eight, just type. And it was so cathartic. I just sat there for Mm -hmm. days, for Mm -hmm. hours and typed. And my story just poured out of me. Mm -hmm. And I sent it to a few very trusted people, Mm -hmm. an editor, a school um, guidance counselor, a child psychologist, a teacher, and Kathy Bell's two teenage nieces. Mm And all the feedback was amazing. They're like, this is a book. You have to publish this, blah, blah, blah. So that's how the accident was born. And so little by little, I've started meeting other burn survivors. Mm -hmm. And I just got certified as a SOAR peer support person with the Arizona Burn Foundation up in Phoenix. And I'll be working with the Phoenix Burn Society out of Michigan. And I hope to just spread that. Yeah. Yeah. Wherever I possibly can. Mm-hmm. Wow. It, it's, you know, and just hearing, because you've told me this already, but still, it's never on air. Super powerful. Super yes. powerful. I, I mean, how cathartic was it? I mean, w- w- after writing it, was there just a big, 
I mean, did you, was it something you just carried around with you? Yeah, I've carried the physical and emotional scars with me all my life. So I was burned at two and a half, and I'm now 67. You are? Yes, I am. You're going to be 40-something, Oh, you're my favorite friend. Thank you. Yeah. um, So I've carried it a long, long time. I mean, I have physical scars. Fortunately, in a way, no one sees them. They're below my neck. Um, So people don't see them. But in a way, that's even worse. Because I, for years, saw myself as I believed other people saw me, as a disfigured human being. I carried around a lot of shame, Mm. guilt. Um, I had very low self-confidence. And people that know me, know me as like this strong leader, you know, full of confidence, full of energy, full Mm. of light when I walk in the room, great smile. That all took a long time to build. Um, the burn, the, um, the accident caused me to have a lot of phobias, Mm -hmm. some rational, some irrational. Mm -hmm. So for instance, I'm definitely afraid of fire, which makes Uh, sense, right? Blood, just because there was blood, you know, don't, don't want to go there. Um, heights, why in the world I've never fallen off a tree or Mm -hmm. I did fall off a bike, but that was no big deal. Um, Snakes and creepy crawlers mm-hmm. long before I moved to the desert. Mm-hmm. Things like that. So you and public speaking, which yeah. obviously is the number one wow. um, yeah. thing that most people are afraid to do, yeah. right? Yeah. So I'm gaining my strength in doing more and more of that. Yeah. Um so yeah. I mean, has this book not only helped people that are burned victims, but people just have self-confidence. I don't want to say issues, but self-confidence, adversities. Right. Has to. Yeah. Because as you're talking, I'm thinking about the things that I've, that makes me self-conscious. And in knowing your story now, it's like, geez, I mean, it, it, it's, it's inspiring to everybody. It's an inspiring book to everybody. Thank Yeah. So, yes, it was cathartic. It was very yeah. challenging to write because of all the emotions and never yeah. having shared things. And, you know, my parents were leery, obviously, to share the Mm. bad things. And when I was in Florida, I was telling my mom some of the things I truly recollect. And she's like, I know no one would have told you that. Right. So that, but also to your point, you know, we all struggle with Mm self-image. We've all been burned in some way, whether it's hot water or we bite into something that burns our tongue Mm. or somebody's offhanded remark. that is not flattering or we assume it means something and they weren't clear about what they meant right so we read things into it the little voice in our head tells us what we should and shouldn't do so i think you're right this book is definitely for survivors of many different traumas Mm -hmm. not just burn Mm -hmm. and for their supporters family friends colleagues but also People mm-hmm. of every age, kids are bullied. I was bullied right. terribly because I yeah. didn't look like everyone else. Mm-hmm. I didn't change for gym with everybody else. I snuck mm-hmm. off to the mm-hmm. bathroom locker to mm-hmm. do that. Mm-hmm. Um, slumber parties were an issue. I mean, just yeah. going through the book and remembering the things that I struggled with mm-hmm. um, all through my life Mm -hmm. and related it back to the accident in part because of my mom's telling me things but also as I've met with survivors we share stories I'm like 
oh my gosh, I've had the same thing and didn't realize you could connect the dots back to the accident. Right. And it doesn't matter if we struggled at two and a half mm -hmm. or at 14 mm -hmm. or at 45. Yeah. Doesn't matter if we were a firefighter mm -hmm. or just a regular person right. or whatever. Right. So, yeah, I think it will hopefully help many, yeah. many people. If yeah. I just help one. Yeah. I'm if I just help one. Have. Yeah. Um, it, when, when, when I think of this and I think of the people outside of burn victims that get help, in particular uh, teenagers who, you know, social media. I mean, it, it, I'm, very, I'm being a little hypocritical because I make my living assisting small businesses on social media, but the, the bad part of social is it makes a lot of, in particular, very young women very self-conscious, you know, so there's not everything about Facebook and you know, Instagram's great. You sure. Know, but, but the yeah. the younger people, yeah. and I'm generalizing, but I've worked mm -hmm. with a lot of 14, 15, 17, and 20-year-olds, mm -hmm. getting them ready to interview for their first job and writing a resume yeah. for the first time. Yeah. And parents reach out to me and say, can you help Jimmy because he spends so much time online or he's on his iPhone and mm -hmm. he doesn't give us eye contact. Yeah. How is he going to know to do that in an interview, whether this time it's on Zoom or in person, right? right? They right. just haven't developed those interpersonal skills. Yeah. And then you add to that the fact that we've all been isolating for mm -hmm. 16 months, mm -hmm. right? So those skills haven't had a chance to blossom. Yeah. Um, so everybody's needing a little bit of help or, right or now. Or teenager self-esteem is dependent on who likes to get on selfie. Which is sad. Isn't that pitiful? Yeah, really? Yeah. That's sad. Yeah. Yeah. So your book's going to help a lot of people out all over the world. It, it's it's translated into Spanish as well. What made you decide that? So that was not something that I thought of mm. specifically. To tell you the truth, when I was working to towards my certification as a SOAR peer support person, mm -hmm. they mentioned to me that there are a lot of um, people of the Hispanic culture mm -hmm. who wind up in the hospital from burns or other traumatic injuries, and there are not a lot of written mm -hmm. resources for them. Mm -hmm. And would I consider having the book translated? Mm -hmm. So it didn't take me very long. I found Morgan Lang with Azuli. Was there anybody else besides Morgan? No. Thank you, Morgan. I love you. She's up there um, She's awesome. So she actually translated the book. Mm -hmm. And the foreword, which I never thought to have a foreword in the original book. Mm -hmm. If you go figure why, it's my first book. Um, but the foreword in the Spanish translation, El Exodante, was written by Liam Marquez Peterson, a very well-known, yeah, connected the, uh, lady yeah. here. And I'm just yeah. forever in debt to yeah. her for reading the books, mm -hmm. acknowledging how inspiring and encouraging it is, yeah. and agreeing to write the foreword. Yeah. And so, thank you, Leah. I really appreciate yeah. did, that. Did you see her last Tuesday as well? The, I did. Yeah. We gave each other big hugs. Yeah, oh, did, am I supposed yeah. to say that out loud? Um, <laughs> yes, we did, and it's great. And um, hopefully she will make it to my book signing in two weeks. Yeah, she's awesome. She's, I, I've known her for a few years, and it's 
and she treats me as if we're old friends, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I think she's awesome. She but, is awesome. Yeah. yeah. She's smart. Yeah. She's personable. Mm-hmm. There's just not enough to say about I've known her. I'm brother for quite long. He's a, he's a dude. Yeah. He's actually emceed. I'm on the board of Junior Achievement, and uh-huh. he's emceed some of our events. Yeah. He does an amazing job. Everything he does is amazing. Yeah. He doesn't settle for nothing less than amazing. I'm sure. I'm sure. Sure, it runs in the family. It has to run in that family. Those uh, great genes. Where can someone find your book? So, fortunately, my book is available in ebook and in paperback, mm-hmm. and you can get it on Amazon. You can get it through Barnes and Noble. You can get it through Walmart, and you can get it from the publisher, which is Book Locker. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll put the link in the description as well. So great, if thank you. Want to direct you to that. You're not off the hook yet. Uh-oh, now what? We're just getting started, Gail. <laughs> okay. Well, who, uh, three, the three besides your own book, what are three books you've, you've, uh, the three most recent books you've read? Oh my gosh, you don't know my memory. So I told you I was 67, I can't remember. I read a lot. I read on average four books a week. Do you really? I do. Well, and I usually sit me, down and read them cover to cover. that you've. Like, oh goodness! Yeah. So when I'm in the mood for just I need to escape, you guys I want to see short... the eye roll she gave me right now. She's like, oh goodness! <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Um, when I really just wanted an escape, mm-hmm. I love to read Danielle Steele. They're all so similar. Mm-hmm. They're short. They're like 250 pages. Mm-hmm. They're usually a love story. Someone dies. Someone lives. Mm-hmm. Someone gets mm-hmm. married. I love it. I read through the book in three and a half hours, wow. and I'm done. So I've recently read one or two of hers. Mm-hmm. Um, oh my gosh, you've really got me here. That's one of my goals in my podcast. Thanks a lot. So I want either a that was good question or you really got me. You got me. <laughs> you got me. It's interesting. I did. Oh, I read a book on the Holocaust. Mm. Um, and it was the tattoo artist. Oh, wow. Whoa. That's heavy. Yeah. Um, and so I didn't sit down and just read that cover to cover. <laughs> I read it over the course of like three evenings uh-huh. and had nightmares uh. and cried uh. and just have so much, I don't even know the word, Sean, yeah. empathy, emotion, whatever, yeah. for those people that survived yeah. and didn't survive and the families that were wiped out. I mean, mm-hmm. six million Jews. Anyway, let's mm-hmm. get off of that. Um, trying to think. Number three. There are so many really good authors. I think I read a Dan Brown. My husband was reading one of yeah. Dan Brown's latest. And I was like, oh, that sounds good. So I read that. And I love the Reacher series. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you're familiar with the Reacher series. I can't I'm, think I'm of looking at my Audible right now because there was a Dan Brown book that was recommended to me that I have not listened to yet. And I'm looking to see what the title of it was. Let's see. Let's see. Um, can't find. Oh, the origin. Origin. Yeah, I think that was it. Yeah. Really? I think that was it. Oh wow! I think that was it. That's on my list of things yeah. to listen to. It's great. Yeah. He's amazing. Yeah. I mean, right. Most people who write a book think, "Oh, 
I'm going to get rich. Mm-hmm. doesn't work like that no. unless you're a Dan Brown or a Danielle Steele <laughs> right. or an Oprah Winfrey and she right. puts you on her book list. Right. Right. You know, most of us that write a book, whether it's for business or personal story, mm-hmm. we do it for just that, to show our story. Yeah. You know, that that's what it's about. Yeah. Um, and so as much as I have an opportunity to do just that, mm-hmm. that's what this is about. Uh, so let, let's remind the audience where they can find your book. And if, if someone wanted to reach out to you, what's your best way to contact you? What's your sure. email address? So my email address is my business. It's first spelled out, F-I-R-S-T, mm-hmm. impressions, plural, the Roman numeral, or not Roman, the number one, first impressions, number one, dot com. Mm-hmm. And I'll put that in the comments. All right. Well. Terrific. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you so much, Gail. It was an honor. Thank you. It was an honor being here. Thank you for, your, <laughs> for asking me to be your guest. Oh, I appreciate absolutely. it. Absolutely. Have a great weekend. You too. Thank you for listening to The Sean Campbell Show. Follow us on Instagram at The Sean Campbell Show.